Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, always joined by Father Larry Swink. Good afternoon, Father. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Happy Saturday. Yep, today is Saturday and the optional memorial of St. Raymond of Peñafort. Today, Father's going to reflect on the first gospel from the first letter of uh, St. John. Beloved, we have this confidence in God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that what we have asked him for, for is ours. If anyone sees his brother sinning, if the sin is not deadly, he should pray to God and he will give him life. This is only for those whose sin is not deadly. There is such a thing as deadly sin about which I do not say that you should pray. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not deadly. We know that no one begotten by God sins, but the one begotten by God he protects, and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we belong to God, and the whole world is under the power of the evil one. We also know that the Son of God has come and has given us discernment to know the one who is true. And we are in the one who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Children, be on your guard against idols. Father. Okay, folks. Well, I thought today we would talk about something that is... um in some ways very Catholic, is the distinction between mortal and venial sin. And this is one of the few uh, readings in the Bible that specifies that there is sin that's not deadly, and then there's sin that isn't indeed deadly. And um, just want to kind of talk about uh, using this first reading. What is the difference between venial sin and mortal sin? Okay, so first off, I think to understand venial sin, we have to first start with mortal sin because there's something lacking um, of the three conditions of mortal sin in order for it to be a venial sin. So what is a mortal sin? A mortal sin is a sin that is indeed deadly, like John says, that kills the life of grace in us. It actually kills sanctifying grace, and the love of God is vanquished from our hearts. And this, the, the nice thing is that we can restore this, you know, in the sacrament of confession or through perfect repentance. Um, but it's necessary to have this, the sanctifying grace in order to receive sacraments, but also to go to heaven. So it's an important thing to have. So what is a mortal sin? Uh, traditionally and, and through our theology, we know that there are three conditions in order for there to be a mortal sin. Number one, uh, the action or the thought or whatever it might be is grave matter. It's something that the church and the Bible states is serious. All right. Now, what people have to realize is not what you think is serious is what God thinks is serious. Um, you know, so, so that's the first thing. We'll go into that a little bit later. Number two, there has to be full knowledge. A person has to know that they that what they are doing is indeed serious. So you can't commit a mortal sin if you don't know what you're doing is serious. Okay. An example of this, maybe um, sort of like with cutting tech, cutting uh, edge technology out there. There's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, maybe people think, ah, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing to do, but it seems right. And but they don't try to figure out or ask a priest or look it up or form their conscious properly would be something like in vitro fertilization. Okay. Now in vitro fertilization, it seems apparently to be good because you're producing a child and you know, there's people out there that, you know, suffer, not able to have a child, but um, the church was, and is clear that in vitro fertilization, the method, the methodology of attaining a child is not moral. It's a serious sin against um, in a sense, the sixth commandment and also the fifth commandment in some ways we can go into that later. But a lot of people don't know that. 
okay, now let's say they do IVF and then they they go to church and the priest preaches about IVF, which is unlikely, but let's say they did and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I didn't know that was a serious sin. Is it a serious sin at that point? No. But if they can, if they did it again with the knowledge that they now have, it would indeed be a mortal sin. Okay. So, I mean, and thirdly, there has to be full consent of the will. Uh, full consent of the will uh, means that someone is fully conscious of what they're doing. That means that they're not being forced to do it, or they're not uh, in any way um, asleep or um, unaware of what they're doing. Okay. So for instance, sometimes people might, will come to spiritual direction. They're troubled by their dreams and they feel yucky because they had a bad dream. Well, there's nothing wrong. I mean, all right, it's a bad dream, but there's no moral culpability because there's no use of free will in a dream. Therefore you can't sin in that state. Or if you're half asleep, you can't commit a mortal sin. So you have to be fully conscious of what you're doing and you can't be forced to do something against your will because it might not be a serious sin. If you were forced, you wouldn't be culpable for that action. Okay. So those are the three conditions, grave matter, uh, full knowledge, full consent of the will. Now what's venial sin, usually ordinarily it's one of the three is lacking. So number one, it's not grave matter. So uh, the example I used this morning is if you came to my house and stole uh, a rosary off my table, I have like 50 rosaries, uh, probably a venial sin. I wouldn't say it's a good thing. I wouldn't want to be that person that stole my rosary, but it probably wouldn't be a serious sin unless it was like, you know, the rosary that was blessed by Pope Benedict that's hanging on the wall, right? That's a different thing because it's a more, or another example would be this. Let's say you came in and stole a dollar from the rectory, all right? That would probably be a, a venial sin, even though it's creepy. Now, let's say you went into the sacristy and stole the safe and the collection. That would be grave matter, okay? So the first thing would be venial because it's not a serious offense. If it's grave matter, uh, you know, then it would be locked up. Another thing is sometimes people don't know what they're doing is, is seriously wrong. Uh, therefore, it would be a venial sin. And thirdly, if they weren't necessarily fully conscious of what they're doing, it would not be a mortal sin. It would be a venial sin. So that's the distinction between mortal and venial sin. Uh, it'd be great to have a podcast, maybe a bigger one about this, but like, you know, um, ordinarily mortal sin is needs to go to the sacrament of reconciliation in order to be uh, forgiven of that. And it is the matter that is used that needs to be proclaimed and spoken about in the confessional. Venial sins on the other way can be uh, basically dealt with in other ways. It's okay and good to bring your venial sins to confession. There's nothing wrong with going in confession if you don't have a mortal sin. It gives you sanctifying grace. Not necessary. And you can you don't have to talk about every venial sin. Um, things like blessing yourself with holy water, uh, going to receiving communion, they all take away venial sin uh, every time you go to Mass. Um, but mortal sin has to be dealt with ordinarily and in most circumstances in the confessional. And real, so, real quick, Father, yeah. this comes up every year in RCIA. Um, someone invariably asks, okay, until I get to confession, to confess a mortal sin, what should I do? Uh, make a spiritual communion or just sit, you know, sit there and pray. I, I've heard this many times. I mean, sometimes I priests wrongly say, well, you know, you know, you could just say an act of contrition and go to confession in like six months. That's ridiculous. It doesn't say that in the catechism, you know? Yeah. I mean, the only way that you could do, go to communion is if there's a serious reason to, and there's no way of getting to confession, which is kind of ridiculous in the United States of America. Well, let's be honest, in some dioceses, it's probably is very hard to find confession, but you can, there is a way to go to confession for communion. So if you have 
mortal sin, one must uh, sort of wait until they've been cleansed of that through the sacrament of reconciliation first. All right, folks, have a great day.